Well, when you make Alexander Kerfoot look like an MVP, you know you're doing the tank right. <laughs> We're going to talk about another Sharks loss this evening to the hands of the Arizona, Coyote, Arizona Coyotes 5-2 to two after this. But first, before we tell you why Alexander Kerfoot should deserve the Hart Trophy, be a part of the show and join the conversation with us and fellow Alexander Kerfoot fans on the uh, on the page or the uh, different apps, of course, that being YouTube. Uh, check us out on X, Instagram, Facebook, Threads, Reddit, Discord. The shenanigans that go on in TikTok, all of that and more at tealtownusa.com. Or check out uh, the uh, Teal Town USA Venmo and um, throw us some love or donation love for Puck Eye to get new internet. Um, and uh, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, I am pleased to be joined by Jules. Uh, good evening, Miss Jules. How are you doing? I'm good. I watched the most boring game of my life. I'm living my best life. The sharks are bad at the sharks are back at sucking, and I'm we're tanking for Sobrini, baby. Woo! Oh, engaging back in that tank. Go go go! <laughs> like I said, I mean, honestly, when they had that little that little jolt of life, you know, when they like shocked a freaking dead corpse to to hop for a little bit. Um, I'm like, look, don't anybody get any ideas of grandeur here. It's going to be really rough and it's going to be months of pain. <laughs> and, how many more games are left? How, how, how many more of these left? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's where we're at right now. <laughs> exactly. That That's exactly where we're at. Um, you know. <laughs> so i mean ian just going off in the chat i love you ian, I'm, so I'm scared much. To, i'm not on the chat and i'm scared to read that chat right now <laughs> uh, so i mean we all know what the real problem is here the sharks are making the playoffs that's what's going on guys uh, no on. it's sharky <laughs> sharky has been the real problem here i mean <laughs> he says that effort has been here for all of it <laughs> and now ian's yeah. like all of it. You heard and it then, here first. Sharky's the reason why the sharks suck. Yeah, and he's like, fire Sharky. Fire Sharky. <laughs> Fuck defense. We're going to go ahead and fire Sharky. Yeah, that's the real problem. Sharky is the real problem. I mean, here. the Kuda mascot did just like smack a guy in the head from the Wranglers the other night. So, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> well, in that first period, I mean, it was literally the dullest the dullest period of Sharks hockey I have seen in a long time and just like completely just drained the mental life out of me. I don't know about you, um, Jules, but that first period was just horrible. <laughs> I would fall asleep to that period. <laughs> like that was the most boring period of hockey I've, I think I've watched in a while. I mean, I also think we're a little spoiled right now because we had a ton of comeback wins and stuff like that. But, like, that was atrocious by the Sharks. 
Yeah, it looked it looked like they stumbled into the game. It looked like they weren't really ready. And you know, if uh, I, I don't know, like you, the team they, did not look good against against the Kings. Like they looked completely outclassed. They were they were manhandled against the Kings. They were absolutely manhandled against the Kings. But I thought that you know maybe tonight they would come back and said you know and, and would say to themselves okay let's put in a good effort tonight and and let's really try to show a team that's kind of in t- in contention for for playoffs like what we can do and yet they come out with just like i said the most lackluster effort and i mean the shots I- on goal would be 7 to 12 in favor of the sharks but it was just never any follow up to exterior kind of shots. I mean, I, I don't know, Jules. It was just really. Boring. I mean, I will say this: the Sharks have looked immensely different ever since Sturm went out with that injury. Mind you, when the Sharks were winning, Sturm was in the lineup, and he was a big part of it. Ever since Sturm has left this lineup, and I'm not saying this like the minute Sturm comes back, we're making the playoffs, but I'm saying like there's a chunk missing with Sturm out. Like th- that guy brings something. I don't know what it is. But like whenever Sturm is in there, they look a lot better, except for the beginning of the year. Well, I can tell you, Jules, I mean, just their faceoff percentage tonight, 49-51% in favor of the Coyotes. So, I mean, he brings that as, as just like one of the small things, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> There's too much happening in this chat, guys. yeah right move on from that right now um all right so we get through that first period and you know it ends up being nothing nothing and then the second period you know again you could kind of say that they you know they started a period a little bit probative and then we get a massive scoring that just happens at you know 458 um, Michael Kesselring gets uh, the scoring uh, started. I did not with know his... that man existed until tonight. <laughs> I mean, every time they say Kesselring, I'm thinking Kessel. Like I just, I just <laughs> cop off the ring part, and I think of Hot Dog Boy. You know, that's all <laughs> that I think about. But you know, Kesselring scores, and then Anthony Duclair comes in and just a real great secondary effort on a on a great defensive play from from Zetterland and you know gets him the ice and spring you know springs him that was a nice move by Duke right there like nice move I really like Duclair I know I know he was healthy scratch but I I really like Duclair that was a sick setup I think it was Zetterland who fed him the puck right there yeah yeah Zetterland really did a great um you know did a great job setting that one up Yeah, no, for sure. It, and it was a nice move by Duke. I thought Duclair had, I mean, that line, I think, struggled a little today. But overall, I mean, Duke had a very nice goal there. <laughs> oh, did you see Ian? That would be After Kessel that. three ring. <laughs> oh, God, Ian. <laughs> Jeez. Well. We're not derailing at all. Um, I mean, you know, again, they, they started to kind of make it fun. Um, but then the... Coyotes would kind of come in and put a damper on the good vibes that the Sharks had been putting out. And Clayton Keller would get his 12th of the year from 
Kerfoot and Dursey. Okay. And I, I have to ask a question about the Sharks defense today. Yeah. Did it go on vacation? <laughs> Is it wrapped in a present somewhere under a tree? Oh, what I think... the fuck was that defense? Oh, I think they're ready for that Christmas vacation already. You know, they think. <laughs> I don't know what it is if their if their minds are already set on um, <clears throat> on other things, but who knows at this point. But all I know is that uh, Alexander Kerfoot's MVP um, <laughs> MVP like performance would continue with his with his goal, and uh, you know factoring in on on the second goal of the evening. Uh, you know, coming in with his third goal of the year, but of course, uh, how many of those were against the fucking Sharks? Anyways, keep going. Yeah, right. Schmoltz and Dursey would also get the assist. Well, I've seen Dursey here quite a few times. You know, he he might well, be Jersey's like <laughs> I don't I don't mean to pick on Kerfoot. I just told uh Landy before the show started. You know, you're a bad team when you make Alex Kerfoot look like MVP, and so now this has just been going on now. Yeah, it's the Alex oh. Kerfoot hour. <laughs> and, and I will say this: the defense was there tonight, but also Blackwood's five hole was just wide open for business tonight. Like every single goal was just through the fucking five hole, and I don't know what's like. He was like that. That was a bad game for Blackwood. Oh yeah, no. I mean, we can talk about that and and just the the five hole control. I think also, um, you could tell that he was a tad bit slow getting into the butterfly as well. And I think that even the broadcast kind of highlighted. And I don't know if you were watching the NHL broadcast, but oh, please, Randy, come back. We miss you. Um, but I just feel like. Blackwood, when he was having success, was getting into the butterfly a little bit quicker. Yeah, and had a little bit better of of control of his stick, where his stick would be on the ice a little bit more, covering the five hole. And I don't know what little habit has kind of creeped into his game where he's picking up the stick just a tad bit, but that five hole is becoming, you know, uncovered. And I think we saw, yeah. saw him get victimized on it tonight a couple times. No, and for and like Arizona was constantly targeting that, and like I have to give props to Arizona. I it might have just been the Sharks making them look good. They are a very good fucking team. Like it's nice to see them doing good. Um. Oh yeah. No, it's it's nice to see Arizona doing good, and like I think know. that they have some really nice young pieces, and and I think that they have, you know, I think that they start are starting to identify what can be core pieces for them going forward. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that if they can navigate, you know, getting a new arena and um, all of the exterior stuff, then I think the team's got a legit shot at, at doing something special in the next couple of years. And, and, you know, maybe, you know, and, and when I say something special, I mean, you know, make a extensive playoff run and, you know, again, challenge for Pacific, um, you know, Pacific division that I think right now you kind of see the power being in Vegas. But I mean, Vegas is going to fall off. And I think you're seeing don't tell that to Vegas fans. They don't want to hear that. <laughs> uh, it'll happen quicker than they be- than they think. And then, um, you know, the ascension of L.A. and I think the ascension of, of Seattle. And I think, you know, Arizona could definitely slide right in there, you know, competing for you know, top three in the Pacific for sure. Um, so I, I like, yeah, what, no, 
I like what they're doing. They have a prospect out there out there that's six foot nine, I think, at now. Daniil Boot. So like they have a lot of young kids also coming up. So it's exciting. Anyways, back to this horrible game. But just wanted to shout out Arizona. Yeah, no, I think I think you're totally right for for doing that because I think that they do have some very cool futures on the way. So, um, you know, the Sharks would end the second period three to one uh, with Arizona beating, you know, leading them three to one. Yep. And just really not showing all that much discipline. I mean, you know, I think the team also got a little bit frustrated um, with uh, some penalty troubles. I think the team also looked a little flustered in that second period as well after the uh, flurry of goals. And and again, just kind of more of that malaise that we saw against L.A. where it was just kind of resigned to their fate. In the third period, um, Philip Sedina would score a goal and make it 3-2 to two and kind of give the Sharks a little bit of life. That line... I really liked like keep them together at least for another game. You can change it up later because Barbie was healthy scratch, and we'll get to that later. But like, I think with that, that's those skill sets each of those individuals have. Like Eklund behind the net, I will rave about it. Is a fucking cheat code. Prove me otherwise. Um, but yeah, I really like the skill set those three have, and it was nice to see them get on the board. They were like the one bright spot. I think of tonight, we could all say that. Yeah, but I mean, even even the bright spot that we saw, I still feel like it, it still wasn't enough to me from the whole team, right? Yes, you had one line that, that did kind of start to put some offensive pressure together, but if that's all we're saying, uh, you know, just one little one little spark engine on on a team like it's just really bad you know it's just really it's bad. easy to shut it down teams can just target that one line and then like nothing's going because we've seen when granlin's line isn't going teams just target hurdles line and hurdle can't do much and neither can eckland and neither can you know whoever's on their other wing because they're always up against the best players you know so it's like kind of just a one-man offense at that point and i think that's what's kind of happened We've seen Granlin cool down. We've seen Dookie cool down. Um, yeah. We've seen all of the other guys cool down. So it's just, again, Hurdle and the elves um, of people. <laughs> Hurdle and the children. Um, yeah. Well, we just put up a vote uh, in the chat. Should Kakinen start consecutive games? Um, I know they have a back-to-back. I don't think if it's – I think it's next weekend with the Oilers and Kings – don't do that. But if you want to start cacking them when they're playing Vancouver, go for it. And then I don't know who you start between the Oilers and Kings. You can pick your poison there if you want to put Blackwood in. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this is kind of where I was thinking the Sharks kind of unraveled in the end and really showed that the team is still a long way away from from doing anything of, of note and you know, just ended up giving up a power play goal from Nick Schmoltz, um, his 10th of the year. Kerfoot and Keller would get assists. There's that guy again, Kerfoot. Um, MVP. MVP. And, um, again, I did not love the the power play in which they gave up, um, the, the, the actual infraction. I thought it was a lazy penalty. And... Welcome to the Sharks and the Cuda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. Uh, Lawson Krauss would end the scoring rampage that was the Coyotes with his 14th of the year. Uh, Michelli and Bukestad would get the assists at 12.50, and the Arizona Coyotes would end up beating the Sharks 5-2, to two, and the Sharks' comeback uh, kids' story has certainly started kind of fading into the memory now, and the depression of how bad the team is kind of sticks uh you know sticks its ugly head back in the mirror again and this is why we have world juniors i'm kidding but yeah no i mean the good vibe sharks are kind of gone right now um it's back to tank and draft and like you know us being like one's the draft we can only talk about a turd so many times before there's nothing else to talk about um but yeah and and we do have to give the yotes their credit like they're a really they're a good fucking team. I cannot lie. Um, very up and coming, young, exciting team with like Logan Cooley. Um, you know, they have Dylan Lawson Gunther. Krause. I mean, Lawson I, Krause. I also, I mean, as much as we give grief about Kerfoot, I think he's still a good depth player. Excuse me, a good depth yeah. player. Um, he's going to go ahead and score a hat trick versus like the Leafs, you know. So, he... Clayton Keller. I mean, we didn't talk about Clayton Keller. and Ooh, That guy's a cheat code. Exactly. So, I mean, again, you're starting to see some of that young nucleus starting to gel together for the Coyotes. And I'm, I think that if they're successful, that definitely helps their overall stability. Um, and then, you know, kind of shows that they belong in Arizona. You know, I also, I, would... I really want a playoff game at mullet. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking want a playoff game at mullet and I want uh... all of them to wear the mullet wigs, you know? Oh my goodness. You just, you're cheering for that chaos, aren't you? Absolutely. I cheer for any chaos guys. Um, random note, but I am also very pumped for world juniors. I don't know who said that in the chat. I am the bear plugs eight, three, one. Very excited for world juniors. Yeah, yeah. No, World Juniors is always a great, um, gives us a great eye towards the future and gives us uh, a really good idea of the up and coming kids. And, you know, I know a lot of people will poo poo it and say, oh, well, you know, the World Juniors really in over inflates kids and stuff. But I still think it's the best on best tournament for kids at that age. Um, and I think it's one of those, um, one of those tournaments where you do gain a lot of intel and you do gain kind of an understanding of what they'll do in a playoff type situation or like a high leverage type situation. So it'll be very interesting to see, um, especially, um, you know, with the sharks looking as if they are looking the way they're going, you know, they could be mining very high in the second round and in the first round. I mean, if the first round that Pittsburgh pick, <laughs> yeah, but, on. but if, if that, you know, if the sharks, you know, if we can somehow bring Celebrini home and and do that first overall, but I mean, you know, second, I, I would the second round being very very high. I mean, that's that's almost like a low first rounder, and you've got to be able to execute um, at a high level in those picks as well. So again, we'll see where they end up, but I think the team is still way off in its trajectory um and i think it still needs to be in the amassing assets phase and i kind of wanted to lead into that jules what do you think are some of the pieces that need to be maximized on this team before the trading deadline i'm a little okay so i love anthony duclair and i love alexander barabanov 
But I think you have to let one of them go and sell high on one of them. Now, I don't know how high their value is in the market. You, I don't know if you go for like whichever one's higher. I say you have a ton of UFAs. You got to maximize that and you got to sell them off to contending teams. Um, maybe you can, even if you can move Granlin, I know he has one year left at five million, but he's been playing better. I would say if you can maximize on Granlin, get that contract off, see what you can get. Ferraro, if you get a first round pick, how do you not say now who the fuck's going to give a first rounder for Ferraro? I would love to hear that. Um, but I think just maximizing the fact that you have so much cap space, you have so many deals that are expiring. See what you can get. See if you can get more second rounders in this draft. See if you can, if you can get more first rounders in this draft. See if you can get a 2025 first rounder. Cause I fucking love that draft class. Um, so just oh my goodness somebody said celebrini and jerome mcginless kid i mean look that would just be the ultimate i i don't think um oh my god i don't who's other oh my god oh my god why am i i'm so sorry i'm blanking on the other guy's name but i don't think i would survive that draft like i would just you guys would just see me just collapse that would be too much I mean, it'd be the ultimate troll move, though. I mean, against the, the Oilers. I mean, yeah. you know, I know I the, the ultimate troll move would either be the Oilers or I think the Sharks have had, um, you know, that had had some really big playoff battles against Jerome back in the day. I don't know. I'm nostalgic for, for those early aughts uh, Sharks teams, but... You know, it'd be be really interesting. There's just going to be some really good prospects coming up in this in this draft. I don't think it's going to be as deep as last draft, but I think that there will be some interesting kind of far out there prospects, um, and some some prospects that would be complementary to what the Sharks already have. And um, yeah, I mean, like Dotty said, um, the this draft is loaded for D man, like. They need a number one demon. I think that's what they're also lacking. Oh, okay. So Bear Bonif wasn't healthy scratch. He was just oh, ill. Okay, good to know. Um, but like they're lacking that number one demon. Like I love Mook Madulin. I think Mook Madulin's gonna be great. I fucking love Cagnoni. Um, but like I don't know if he's a number one. Um but yeah. Send Sharky to China. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, just maximize the assets you have. You're in a pretty good position for a rebuilding team. And Sam Dickinson is fucking amazing. I love him too. Um, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> Ian, Logan, Logan knows what's up. <laughs> Do we need to draft a mascot? Like, are we drafting a mascot at this draft also now? <laughs> yeah, like... Uh, Can we so- trade mascots? We'll take Gritty from Philadelphia. Yeah, no, I, I love me some gritty. Let's uh, freaking get some writ dye and um, dial. Uh, excuse me, and uh, freaking dye that uh, that gritty teal. <laughs> yeah, no, you know we're gonna dye gritty teal. You know, gritty's gonna be the new sh- mascot. Does that work, Ian? Do you think Do you think the sharks will be better if we send sh- Sharky to Philly and send Gritty down to San Jose? See, Gritty, you know, Gritty. You knew he was legit when he came in and had the googly eyes. Like it was the googly He's eyes. Fucking terrifying. About <laughs> it's like the fucking Seattle mascot. I saw that out. I was like, I'm gonna have nightmares. <laughs> I don't know. I always liked Gritty. <sighs> Call up Frenzy and Sharky to the AHL. Do mascots have to go through waivers? Is that a rule? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, no. Like in all seriousness, I think the Sharks are in a good position for a rebuilding team to acquire assets. They have a buttload of expiring contracts. Yeah. Um. Now, who, which of them are performing or not? No, I don't know. But uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I w- I would have ex- would have loved to have seen more from Hoffman and more from Zanina to try to kind of rehabilitate where they're at and try to get more assets for them. But I think right now, if you're looking at like players in which you can actually get some value, I think you look at guys like Duclair. I think you look at Granlin. I think you look at LeBanc to a certain extent. Banker uh, has just been disappointing though. He, like he's just really, I, I really love Banker. He's playing himself out of the league and now he's, I know, like, he's probably going to go sign, like, a $1 million contract somewhere. But, like, he's playing himself a little out of the league. Like, and he's gotten a chance up with Hurdle. He's gotten a chance. Um, <laughs> I should stop reading this chat. But, like, he, he's just kind of get it, playing himself out of the league, um, which is sad because I liked Banker. He's a good player, but I don't know what's going on right now with him. I mean, him and, I mean, you you really feel for pickles and just how bad you know how bad his you know career has kind of taken a turn for um and you feel bad for his personal life and just everything that's going on there you know it it's gotta be it's 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 just gotta be a lot you know it's gotta be a lot for him and now being questioned on kind of more of the Canadian national media um, and, and being questioned about his his love and passion for the game. It's just yeah. it's just not fair to him. I mean, he's been a consummate professional. He's been, you know, a, a, a shark through and through. I think. If anything, he should probably take some time and step away from the game for a little bit and figure out his life first no 100 percent. and uh, yeah yeah pickles is in a rough position right now and i do feel bad for him i mean maybe because. maybe retiring is is the right thing to do for him right now i mean maybe maybe just saying hey you know what you know i've i've had a career you know he's what 34 35 uh, i don't know he's i thought he was 37 but that sounds very wrong in my head right now that Hold on, I'm checking. Someone in the chat, th- does anyone know? I thought but he was I, signed till he was 37. That might be more likely. I think I just think all of, uh, my ages are also very wrong. Typically, he's 36 right now. Oh, he's 36. Okay, so and signed thir- for three more fucking years. Or yeah, yeah. So it's like 36. You know, he's done everything except for win a cup. I don't think he's going to win a cup by the end of that contract. He's not. And like he's yeah, like Ian said, he's one of our he, I think he's everyone's favorite punching bag right now. Um, but like he's still human. And I think that gets forgotten a lot with hockey. Yeah. Just like the human aspect of it, like with the Jordan Cairo stuff. Like, I think we really saw how human like the, these guys are still human. Like we can dish them. We can talk trash about them but they're still human. Um, and be, and I mean, pro athletes lives are very difficult. I mean, as far as look, yes, they make a lot of money, but they, but you have to remember too, that 
they have to maximize the amount of money that they can make within a 10 year span before, you know, 10 to 15 year span before their career is over with. And they have a finite amount of years to play. Then afterwards, you know, most of them haven't completed a college degree. So, you know, then you got to figure out what you're going to do afterwards. But the years that you're in the league, it's constantly being on the road, constantly being away from your family, constantly, you know, having to, you know, do long distance FaceTimes and Skypes and, you know, missing birthdays and missing, you know, Christmases and this and that. And so, you know, for a marriage, I mean, that that if you're not completely in sync there, you know, it can be really difficult. And, and you know, we I feel bad for, for pickles because of just, you know, just the amount of, you know, for, for, for athletes, I think they get a lot of stability from their family life and, and not having that, um, really sucks. It really sucks. And so I'm no, sure and like, to have your professional career being questioned and then not having your family life to help stabilize that, you must feel really isolated right now. No. And then like, I honestly, if pickles does retire and like, I honestly kind of want them to retire his Jersey just cause he was such like, he was, he's really like the true definition. Like he was a shark his whole career, you know, wore that Jersey still wears that Jersey with so much pride. Um, and like someone threw in the chat, him and Braun, that pairing was ridiculous. He's the last and... shark. He's the last shark to have worn the old crest. Not, yeah. not including the heritage Jersey. Yeah, and like I, he was one of my when I was growing up as a little kid watching the Sharks. He was one of my favorite players to watch because like he was one of the first players I knew from the Sharks. Like so, yeah. Shout out to him. You know, hopefully everything was like things will get better for him, and you know, he's a Sharks forever, forever Shark. Exactly. Forever, forever shark. Exactly, and you know, just from the from the skinny that I know. You know, his his wife is from Montreal. You know, he's originally from Montreal. And being away from your family and, and being away from, you know, your support system and stuff, I mean, that takes a toll on you eventually. And and my, you know, I, I grew, grew up partly in, the, in Europe and I was over there for nine years. And, you know, being away from my family for that long, it was difficult. So, um you can only imagine what you know what what they've had to deal with and what they're going through but anyhow um story for a, another day and we'll see where he ends up but yeah continues to be scratched um we'll see what happens with him i don't know that there's a lot of value that can be extracted at this point yeah and Vlasic was also on team canada that is true just they're shut down shut down d-man mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah. So shout out to Vlasic Pickles. Sorry, uh, Aaron <laughs> Vlasic is not married. No, he was. He was, yeah. Um, okay, so um, from there, um, Jules. I mean, I think I'm I'm about really ready to wrap it up. But I mean, if you want to talk a little bit more about you know Cuda, or if you want to talk a little bit more about prospects, I'm certainly willing to to go down the rabbit hole I mean, a little bit, but just, you know, world juniors. I don't remember the last time as Mark said, I think on Twitter, I don't, I don't remember the last, or I'm sorry on X on X. Don't come at me. Um, the last time the sharks had this many prospects, I think I lost count, but it's like six, seven world prospects. 
at the what I anyone can tell me the last time they've had that many prospects um, at a World Juniors. Um, you know, so keep an eye out for World Juniors. Look out, the the future is coming. They're gonna help. Do we fire McCarthy? Absolutely, we do. <laughs> and I think a lot of people will agree with me on that front. Oof, I know. I know it, it's just the, the, the I think the organization needs some tweaks. I mean, I won't say overhaul because I think Greer has started to, you know, hit some some real solid, um, you know, hit on some solid pieces. But I think that there's still some things that, you know, definitely are needing to be adjusted. But I in mean, case you missed it and you want to check it out again, check us out across all of the social media platforms. And again, check us out across a lot of different podcasting platforms, that being the Apple Podcast Store, the Google Play Store, the YouTube Rewind, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and then, of course, like, subscribe, hit the bell notification button to know when we go live. Of course, if you are a long time, you know that we go live after every single Sharks game. And then, of course, check us out at tealtownusa.com. I'm sorry, Jules. I cut you off there, but You're I just wanted—I just wanted to quickly <laughs> go. Uh, just wanted to quickly pick up in, on your final thoughts, and then once you're finished with your final thoughts, where do the people can find you? Uh, sharks are bad again. Welcome back, Sharks. It was nice. You were good for like two weeks. I appreciate it. Made me lose a bet. I appreciate that too. <laughs> um, welcome back to being bad and uh, Celebrini. That's all. Uh, and you can find me at at Sharks Jules. Um, I'll be trying to retweet stuff from world juniors and so prospects update stuff like that <laughs> all right awesome thank you so much Char- uh, thank you so much jules and yeah check her out sharks underscore jules on the x machine um as far as my final thoughts go look i think the team needs to uh start playing with a little bit more gusto uh, you know i don't know really how else to put it but have a little bit more pride in their games right now. I'm not seeing a lot of of pushback on on some of the better teams, and that's a little upsetting when you want to make some good habits for a young team. Um, as far as where you can find me, you can use my first name. That's E-R-I-K, last name L-A-N-D-I, across all of the social media garbage. And uh, for all of us at uh, Teal Town USA, um, you know what we always love to say? Keep it real. Keep it teal. And keep it real, Teal. We'll see you after the next Sharks game. And uh, happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays.